Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. It can be something as simple as email me any questions that you have, but again, the idea is you want to send people from this podcast to your business, whatever your hub is going to be. So you're going to want your call to action to include that hub. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello and welcome to the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these episodes, We offer free resources. These are free PDF how-to guides, PowerPoint presentation templates, or Excel calculator templates, things that help you along your apartment syndication journey. And today, we are going to talk about branding. So we haven't talked about branding in quite some time. I believe the last time we talked about something directly related to branding, at least, was back when we were doing the... 10 or 11 step process for doing an apartment syndication and did an eight part series on branding. So I thought right now would be a really good time to refocus on our branding. I'm actually taking some copywriting courses right now. So I'll definitely be talking about the information I'm learning in those courses in the future, but also since you might not be doing as many deals as you were doing previously, instead of not doing anything, you can refocus on building your brand, whether that means creating your brand in the first place, adding to your brand, or just making your existing platforms a little bit better. So what we're going to talk about today is how to perform well when being interviewed on other people's podcasts. So obviously, one way to promote your business is to create your own brand. And one way to promote both your business and your brand is to be interviewed on other people's podcasts or YouTube channels, be included in their blog posts, things like that. So just getting your name out in front of a new but similar audience is very powerful when it comes to branding. So I wanted to give you some tips on how you can adequately prepare for that podcast so that you're able to get the most out of it, so that you're able to maximize the number of people who listen to that podcast and say, oh, wow, this Theo guy is interesting, smart, and I think I want to go and learn more about him at his website or his blog post, or I think I want to sign up for his newsletter. So I've got four tips I want to go over today. The first one is to ask yourself why people listen to that podcast. So we're not going to talk about how to get on podcasts here. We've already talked about this. We're not going to talk about uh, best practices, tactics, during the interview, what to do post-interview. We've talked about all that before on the podcast. I want to talk about specifically how to actually just high-level nail your podcast interview. So before you get on the podcast with whoever is interviewing you, you want to ask the host or whoever is responsible for scheduling why people listen to their podcast. So you're going to do this 
before the interview starts, ideally a few days prior to the interview, or technically you could do it the second you're scheduled to be on the interview. You want to know why people listen to the podcast, because then you'll know what you should and shouldn't talk about, as well as how to cater the conversation. So let's just use this podcast as an example. People listen to the best ever podcast because they want to hear best ever advice that our guests have about how to be successful in real estate, but they want it in a short, no fluff format. So that's why all of our episodes are no longer than 30 minutes, unless I'm doing syndication school or a follow on Friday and I'm yapping for a long time. But typically, they're going to be shorter, concise, to the point episodes where a wide range of real estate investors give their best ever advice so that you can take that advice really quickly, you're really busy, and then implement that into your business. We also do them daily so that there's going to be constant content coming out. So if we're interviewing someone that you don't think would be a good fit for you, you can skip it and have a new option the next day. On the other hand, let's take Bigger Pockets, for example. Their podcast is a little bit different because their podcasts are a lot longer. So they're an hour, hour and a half, two hours. They're a lot more casual. So it's more of a back and forth conversation where the Bigger Pockets guys talk some and then the guests talk some, where our podcast is mostly just us asking questions. And I got this from their Bigger Pockets podcast description. They chat about the failures, successes, motivations, and lessons learned. So if I was being interviewed on the Best Ever podcast, I would cater the conversation out differently than if I was being interviewed on the Bigger Pockets podcast. First and foremost is the time. So if I plan to get 10 important points across to my target audience, I'm going to get those 10 points across a lot faster if I'm being interviewed on the Best Ever show, whereas I can elaborate, at least on a few of those, on the Bigger Pockets podcast. So overall, if I was being interviewed on this podcast, I'd get my advice very concise and to the point. Whereas if I was in the Bigger Pockets podcast, I would give advice as if I were talking to a buddy or a friend in a more conversational coffee shop type environment. Now, some people will listen to a podcast for very specific niche advice. So Bigger Pockets and our podcast has a very wide range of niches. We kind of cover everything. I'll talk to someone whose house has a single family home. And after that, I'll talk to someone who's got 10,000 multifamily units. Also, then I'll talk to someone who invests in notes and then someone who invests in condos. So it's kind of all over the place. Same with bigger pockets is the exact same way. They kind of hit all different niches, but there's a lot of podcasts out there that focus on specific pieces of advice, specific real estate niches. So let's take, for example, Gino from Jake and Gino, who I actually interviewed last week. They have a podcast called Real Barrel Profits Apartment Investing, where they talk about apartment investing. You've got someone like Kevin Bupp, who has a podcast called Mobile Home Park Investing. So if I were to go on Gino's podcast and I would ask him, hey, why do people listen to your podcast? He would say something along the lines of they want to learn how to invest in large apartment buildings. So if that's the case, I'm not going to go on there and talk about my first house hack story, right? Whereas if I'm on bigger pockets, that's something that's interesting to hear my first house hacking story and then how I got to where I am today. Same with Kevin Bupp's podcast. If I don't know anything about mobile home parks, then I probably am not going to be a good fit for that episode. And I'll have to talk about something that's likely not related to real estate and maybe more personal development or business or sales or strategy side. So overall, you want to make sure that you know why the audience is listening to that specific podcast and then make sure that you are catering your advice to fulfill their needs and then don't talk about anything that they're not going to be interested in. So that's number one. Number two is to have a call to action. So at the conclusion of most podcasts, 
the host will ask you, the interviewee, to tell the listeners where they can learn more about you and your business, or they'll offer you some sort of opportunity to provide a call to action. It's okay to say, just email me or call me, but to take it a step further, ask yourself, what do you want people to do after listening to your amazing podcast? So again, it can be something as simple as email me any questions that you have. But again, the idea is you want to send people from this podcast to your business, whatever your hub is going to be. So you're going to want your call to action to include that hub. So again, that can be simple as asking them to send you an email or you can create an actual landing page and then send them to that landing page. And that landing page could capture their email address, for example. You can take it a step further and that could allow them to have access to your newsletter. Take it a step further, you can have a landing page that captures an email address and then in order to convince them to give you your email address besides your amazing podcast interview is to have some sort of free item to give away. So an ebook or maybe one of your most popular blog posts that goes more in depth into the topic that you discuss on the show. Or again, it could be something as simple as a subscription to your newsletter. So if you think about this from a process standpoint, you ask, okay, why do people listen to this podcast? Okay, they want to know about apartment investing. Okay, well, I know about apartment investing. So what specifically do I want to talk about for apartment investing? Maybe I want to talk about my top tips for hiring the right property management company. So I'm going on the best ever show. It's a little shorter. So I'm going to go over my first five tips of how to find a, a property management company. At the very end, I'll say, hey, but those were just actually five tips. I have 10 more tips on top of that for, so for 15 total tips. So if you want to know my next 10 tips, go to www.theorocks.com and enter your email address, and I'll send that to you for free. So just being super prepared for the podcast, that's actually a lot better than maybe going over all 15 tips on the show or just going over the best five tips and just saying, hey, go to my website and check out more content that I have. Again, that's fine. A decent call to action, but a better call to action is one that hits all those steps. It sends them to a landing page, and it actually gives them something that builds on what you already talked about in that episode. And obviously, by having a call to action that captures email addresses, another advantage is that you can see the effects of the interview. So you aren't going to have access to the interviewer's analytics for the show, or you're not going to know how many people listen to the episode. And even if you did, you're not really going to know how that compares to other episodes because you don't have access to that. Right? You can ask them, hey, do you mind sending me the analytics for every single episode you've ever done? So the best way to gauge the success of the podcast, if it was worth your time, is to actually capture the email addresses and then you can determine how many people clicked on that link or inputted their information. It's a really good way to gauge how successful the interview was. Tip number three is to have prepared stories. So you know why people listen, so you've got your topic, you've got your call to action prepared. Now you need to figure out what you're actually going to talk about in regards to that topic. So make sure that you have an interesting story to tell about whatever that topic is. Don't necessarily force it into the conversation, but at least have a few stories ready to tell and then try to implement them or add them in very naturally so that it flows properly. Because at the end of the day, people really love stories. So let's say, for example, you are asked about your first deal. So don't just say, oh, well, I found it on the MLS and I bought the deal for $100,000 and then I put $50,000 into it and then now the value is $200,000. It's a really good deal. That's good information to include, but it's not enough and it's quite frankly kind of boring. (laughs) 
So instead, have some interesting story to tell about your first deal. Or you can give them the numbers, but follow it up with something funny that happened, something unexpected that happened, or some interesting story that you lend, or some relationship that you created. Some sort of story that's going to make it interesting, make it entertaining, because at the end of the day, it's all about entertaining people. That's what people want to do. So educating and entertaining as opposed to just educating. So have your prepared story for whatever topic you want to talk about and then figure out ways to naturally bring those up. And then the last thing is to focus on lists. So what's the title of this episode? Well, I don't create the titles, but it should be something along the lines of four tips to nail your podcast interview. So people who listen to real estate investing podcasts and read real estate investing blogs, they love lists. So whenever a host during a podcast interview asks you a question, try to give your answer in the form of a list. So for example, if they were to ask you about the lessons you learned from your first apartment syndication deal, a really good reply would be, well, I made a lot of mistakes on my first apartment deal. So here are actually five. Number one is blah, 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 blah. Number two is blah, 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 blah. Number three is blah, 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 blah. And then after that, you can say, here's five things that I did to fix these mistakes. Or here are the five things I do now to avoid making these mistakes. So list form as opposed to saying, oh yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. I did this, I did this, I did this. But just let them know kind of going in that, hey, here's a list of five things. So they say, okay, well, I can make a list. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, he only said four. What's the fifth one? I'm kind of confused now, right? So people love lists. That's why I didn't title this tips to nail your podcast interview. People want to know, well, how many tips? Is it one tip? Is it two tip? Is it 10 tips? Let me know. How many tips? So definitely try your best to lead off your advice with here are the X number of tips. And if you don't really know, let's say I am doing this podcast on the cuff. I say, oh, here are three tips to know your podcast interview. Number one, why do people listen? Da, 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 da. Number two, have a call to action. Da, 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 da. Number three, prepare stories. Da, 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 da. And guess what? I've got a bonus tip, which is number four, lists. Right? So if you make a mistake, just always toss in the bonus tip. Or here's another bonus tip. Or here's an additional bonus tip. So always underestimate the number you think you might do. Or obviously if you know what the list number is and you can say that, but if you don't necessarily know, go on the low end. That way you can say, well, here's a bonus tip. Because I think the one thing people probably like more than lists are the bonus tips. So those are the four tips to nail your podcast interview. Number one, why do people listen? Number two, call to action. Number three, have stories prepared. Number four, people love lists. So thanks for listening. That concludes this episode. Until next time, make sure you check out some of our other episodes on the how-tos of apartment syndication. We've got a lot more syndication cool episodes on branding, so you can definitely check those out. Also check out the free documents. All of that is available at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.